I've known Mark Cartwright since he was a high school kid going to auditions in Manhattan, seemingly on track to be an actor. The next time I saw him, he was working in the city at a restaurant. But on his latest visit home, he swung by to catch off off Facebook and fill me in on his very interesting life as a Hollywood photographer and now budding director with five films to his credit. Very impressive. Let's start with where'd your L.A. story begin? I went in 1996. I hated it. I was like, oh, it's so fake here. It's boring. So, but then I went back to New York and then I was there for two years and then I was, you know, I was like, ah, something, I I wanted a change and, you know, almost finished with college and so I started um, just slowly investigating it and it was a lot cheaper at the time. Wow. And um, I was like, why don't I just try it out? So I went and just everything happened in all the right ways. So, Wow. Now, you went to school for theater, to college? No, I studied the relationship between media and society, so... It's basically how people react to um, stimulus and, and media. Yeah. And what was your intention? This is what I remember right. is that in high school, yes. you were very focused on acting. Right. So at what point did that shift? Well, I mean, I wanted to go to college for something, just which I kind of wish I'd just gone for the arts, you know, because I've always been focused on being in the arts. You know, I sort of did a plan B, even though I had no intention of ever having to use it. So for but for me, I've always been fascinated by people and how they uh, interpret stimulus and kind of how we build our world around us and how we build meaning around us and how people do it in groups and stuff like that. Well, is it is that an aspect of sociology at least? Yeah, it is. It's an aspect, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Kind of like because I don't think I've ever heard of anything quite. I would place it under the umbrella of communications. I would kind of pick and choose classes based on what I thought was good. At that point, where did you think you would take that in terms of a job? The funny part is, I don't think I was thinking of it that way. I think I was okay. thinking of the experience. So you just really wanted to get an education, I wanted and an then education. you were going to worry about how what right. you were going to do. I was going. I knew I was going to get into you know whether it's acting or whatever. at the time it was acting. Yeah, and I knew that's where my 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 path was going. But I wanted to go to school. Okay. I wanted to okay. Sort so of this like, really was sort of a an enrichment for you. Yeah. Rather than, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely what it felt like, you know, and how I approached it. I didn't want to do PR. I didn't want to do, like, any sort of, like, mass manipulation or propaganda sort of, you know. That Although, kind of there's quite a market for that now. now. there is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe I oh, should have. Because no, <laughs> for things like that, when you do look at how, you know, just the way the world works, and it's funny to watch all the mechanisms. And when you watch news channels and you sort of see, like, oh, that's what they're doing, or I see how they're trying to sway this, you know. Yeah, just point people yeah. in a certain direction and it's like right? and to watch people argue about it you know like your frame of thought is coming from something very fabricated yeah and then you're arguing about it it's kind of interesting it, it was very weird being in the world after that those four years because it's really broken down even just going to the supermarket like how you're taught to buy and like when you're at a restaurant you know you're how fast you're going to eat you know yeah. it's and like, then i was just reading the other night about the menu and right. menu design is like a whole field oh, now. It. Right, yeah. Like the language and whether or not you put the right. price and the font that you use right. and how you direct people's eyeballs to order. Right. <laughs> very, yeah. very interesting. It's so interesting. But don't right? you feel like we're a world of puppets? Oh, we totally are. All, it's all programmed. <laughs> so sad. It's all programmed. <laughs> oh, man. But it's like, but I think by knowing that stuff too, it, then it does give you choice. The empowering thing is that then you have choice as you're walking through that and you're aware of, of what's being done. But it's crazy how, how much puppets we are. So, or how so. easily we can just be led. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, so you got done with school. Yes. And then, then you were like, okay, now I know all these things, and, and I'm going <laughs> to just kind of pocket them and Yeah, I still continue the acting. acting, yes. And you were so, in New York at the time. I was when in you New got York, done with school. did some commercials, did a couple little things. Nice. And then was like, yeah, I'm going to LA. And then also found photography like while I was in college. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, how, how did that transition? Yeah. The photography thing's really interesting because that seemed to just <laughs> kind of bubble up somewhere. Right. That was just a course that you picked? Like, oh, Well, it was, was I've always been interested in, like I said, film and entertainment. Yeah. And then um, I had to fulfill an art requirement while at NYU. And so then I chose photography on that one because my mother bought a camera for me. And so I was like, oh, like, that would be fun. It's like making little you know, split second films or whatever, like the storylines and stuff. But I didn't really think I'd ever go into that. And then when I got to LA, it then became where, oh, I can maybe make some money, you know, shooting actors or it's fun working with actors in this way. Because that, the headshot, that's such a niche market. Yeah. And it's worked really well for you. Yeah. What I love is when I see you go like, oh, look, this spread of the person that I took the pictures of is in this magazine. I'm like, I know that boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Is that just sort of by nature that you had that skill? How do you do that? How do you get the very best of somebody when you're taking a picture? Well, thank you for saying that I do, first of all. um, My pleasure. (laughs) I, here's what I can say, like, I think, I look for a feeling, you know, like when, when photographing someone, and I look for a feeling of authenticity, and so when I feel like I have that, then I know to click the shutter. So a lot of it's, you know, talking to people and um, trying to get a sense of who they are, and when they're acting and behaving authentically, and then you start shooting. Because then usually when people see that in themselves is when they like pictures of themselves. Like That's why a lot of times people will love snapshots, or they're like, oh, I like this, you know, when they're around their friends yeah. and everything. Candid I think shots can... always, yeah. it, right? Because right. you don't have that as opposed to post. Right. But so tell me, like, what's a session like with you? So first... Best in the world. <laughs> Basically, for what the headshot stuff, I kind of try to get a sense of where they're going, you know, in the industry, what they want from the industry, what inspires them as an artist and as a as an actor. In that in that case, because I shoot mostly actors, first I have them think about it. Then when they come in, we just discuss it and then sit down and I start photographing and talking to them. And it's kind of like a hangout session more than a okay, I'm, you're going to sit there and then, you know, you have three hours to get this right and then get out and here comes the next person, you know. Yeah. I, tr- I definitely try to only shoot one or maybe two people a day and I, I try to give people their time and make it more comfortable, which I think helps a lot. For me too. If I'm going to do it, I want to have fun as well. I don't want it to just feel like a job. The end result from what I've seen is you're doing it really well. Right, thank you very because much. Because there's that photographs of people you see that are definitely like, okay, sit now. Now turn your chin a little. Okay, now cock your head. Okay, now open your eyes. Now look at me. Okay, now kind of smile. Right. Okay, now when I say three, right. like, how do you get that? Right, like, to how go, can oh, someone that be comfortable? Good, right, know? exactly. Right. It's like stiff. And I tell people, I don't want posing because it's like, I want a story. I think like anything in the arts or anything in life, when you try to plan something out, it's usually not as good as what's going to come at the little mistakes, your little pieces after. That's where you get the magic. When someone's planning something, they want it to look right. They're thinking about it. As soon as they breathe and like, oh, it's done, then there's where the magic is because then they're relaxed and they're still, you know, they're feeling good. I'd rather have them move and tell me a story or ask them about themselves or their lives or, you know, things like that. So how did you go from, I mean, I understand it's all still the camera, but working on a movie, like helming a movie is a completely different thing. So what's the whole genesis of the movie? Well, I think it's like, like I said, I love working with actors and... My friend was doing a web series and I thought it 
I mean, no offense, but I thought it looked like crap. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> well, so you're being I was authentic. Like, right, right. <laughs> so I was like, look, he's a good actor. And I, you know, they were putting so much effort into this. Yeah. And the cinematographer just wasn't doing a really good job. He was new or whatever. So I was like, let me try it just because I'd never done it before. So we did that and that was a lot of fun. So I thought I wanted to be a cinematographer. Then I took a producing class where we really broke down what everyone does on set and stuff like that. Because I was also producing these projects and I was like, I probably should learn what everyone does. But when we got to the section about the director, I realized it's like, no, that's actually everything that I've been trying to get to. It's like, like, I really don't have an interest in raising. I hate raising money. I hate asking people for money, you know, which producers, that's a huge part of producing. So I'd rather just have people either, you know, have the funding or give me the money and then I'll make the project into sure. what it needs to be. Yeah. And I still do produce, but I mean, it, where I love is getting everyone together and putting the puzzle pieces together to make the project. Yeah. And then just, you know, get someone, get an executive producer to help me with the finance raising. Yeah. And then I think, so yeah, so w- once I took that class, then I, I focused, I sort of put the cinematography to the side. It was more fun, but directing is what I really wanted. And then that's when I started directing purely. So Because cinematography it. would be shooting somebody else's vision. Right. Like, this yeah. is the shot I want. Yes. And directing is like, this is the shot I want, you do it. Right, right yes. Can you do both? You could, I think, but it's... Even when I see actors direct and act, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you focus on both? But with cinematography, so technical. You're shooting a frame and you're really thinking about how you're moving and what's where and... So it's like, if I'm focusing on that and getting that perfect, how can I be really connecting with the actors? You know, cinematographer might be like, okay, I really would like if they're coming over here more. Director would be then going on the feelings and sort of interpreting that into something that feels like a good performance. Were you comfortable if someone was doing something a particular way, but it didn't match what you wanted? Mm-hmm. With, you know, how, how tricky is it for you then to say, let's try it from this standpoint, or let's right. have this feeling behind it? Or do you just go, well, it's their instinct. Right. Also, as an actor, do you have more respect for what they're bringing, or mm-hmm. do you stick to what you want to see? Well, I think you definitely have the story, but... It's like there's so many interpretations of a story. I love seeing what someone's going to bring to it. So I love seeing what an actor does. And I usually will see a take or two of theirs, you know, and then and then say, okay, that was awesome. Let's also, then if I had something that I wanted to see differently, then I'd be like, oh, let's try it that way. Because again, you know, like I said, when you're planning stuff, it doesn't always come out as brilliant as what happens in the off time. So like the, in the last film that we did, there was a phone call that was... How many movies have you done now? Four so far. So four? Most of them have been short films. Or, okay. So it's like... Um, so it's, yeah, four short films. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, but it's it's been... Each one, I've learned so much, and it's been... It's been... They've been longer and better and more fun to do, and so... And getting more awards. More yeah. recognition. Yeah, it's been really yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, there was a phone call in the last one. I was... Uh, last film I was directing, there was a phone call... And this actor was doing it, and he did it in one way. And I was like, no, I want to see it done in a different way. And But when I was editing it, I was like, no, how he did it the first time was exactly what I wanted, actually. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So I'm glad that he did do it. I'm glad I did allow him to, to sort of experiment with that and do that, what he needed to do. Right. And then how many different takes do you like when you get into editing? You mean how many do I typically... How many would you like to be able to pick from? You'd like to give myself like two or three. You know, at minimum, if there's time, you know, you can sort of finesse and play around. But usually there's no time. You're, you know, against the clock when you're putting... When you're shooting something. Right. um, But I like... I at least like to have two or three. Like three, I would say. Yeah. And is it this... How much... How hands-on are you with the editing? 
So far, I've edited everything myself. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, it's me and uh, my uh, producing partner, so me and Baker Powell. Now, was Baker Powell the guy who had the web series? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so we started working together. So now that. he's like, okay, <laughs> yes. you were right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we work really well together, and like, it's like, it's fun. So we bounce ideas off of each other, and I'll work on one of his stories, and I'll work on one of mine. And Have like you that. been writing? I have been. I don't consider myself a writer. We are working on a feature now, which actually we're both kind of writing our own ideas, and then we're going to work on whoever's develops quickest. So, um, yeah, I love wow. it, though. It's like it's fun at the end of the day, you know, sitting down and creating these worlds and thinking about them. And, oh, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Is it, so, is it more a labor of love right now? Yes. I mean, I would say yes, but it's also it's something that I'm doing for the purposes of developing yeah. into a bigger career. I mean, I love photography, but I love, you know, shooting actors, but I really want to transition to more directing. And so do you see yourself getting to that place and moving right. on from there further? Like going, okay, so now you're doing primarily, you're doing right. photography. Right. And I can understand how that would go to directing, especially yeah. with your style of photography, right, right. because you're, you know, you're like helping to shape the right. end result. Personalities. So then you get into directing and mm-hmm. do you see, like, is that, a means to an end like where do you want else? to be in 30 years i was directing yes okay so, so that's my that. thing yes that's it. That's and that's what i was going to say because okay. like i think everything else that i've done has been leading up to the directing you know so it's like nice. even doing like the headshots or even working with actors it's because most of it is forming and helping them to get that personality out and under, you know get that performance so i feel like it's all been leading itself to that and that's you know i like it it's just it's every aspect of it is just kind of it feels like you know me as a person so it's like i i really enjoy it do you do any acting anymore no i would like to do commercials actually i would if it, if i wasn't so tied up with photography and this other stuff i wouldn't mind doing commercials i think it would be fun but yeah there's no time i think if you're going to act you have to like be into it it's a full commitment i don't think that everybody is as happy doing what they do every day as mm-hmm. they should be mm-hmm. so it's really nice to see that you're enjoying yourself so much is there like a thing that is the very best about it I mean, I love the freedom, and I I think everyone should do what they love. I think, like, because I know, of course, money's an issue. That's the thing that makes people fear the most. But I think if you're doing what you love, it's like you sort of do create circumstances where the finances come. And I, I think that the most fun for me is that my life is mine. You know, I get to create my day. I get to say what I want it to look like, and I get to say what I want my life to look like. And if I want to grow, I can experiment, I can try different things that's where if I was working for someone else or following someone else's path I'm sort of on their time schedule I'm on their timeline and that's the thing when I was especially when I was getting when I was doing acting I was when I was working at the restaurants like you know I could be feeling really inspired but I had to be at work at 11 o'clock or you know whatever right. time so I'd have to shove that to the side and then not then by the time you get home it's been eight hours and you're tired and you don't feel like doing it I'd say the best part is the freedom. Which lets you really pursue a totally creative life. Right, Because yes. it's not like, well, I'd like to do this now. Right. But now, talking about, you've been working primarily in, like, the horror film genre? Yes. Are you going to continue with that? Because right. I was thinking, mm-hmm. you're talking about, earlier we were talking about, like, how everybody is so manipulated. Right. Isn't that the basis for a very cool movie? Oh, yeah. That's right? true. Like, the woman <laughs> who goes in the grocery store and buys all the stuff she doesn't want. Because, right. You know? Like, the society, that's very <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, I don't know what next. Well, it'd have to be something more than I that. I like that, <laughs> But it seems like, I mean, I've seen uh, some movies in my life that really 
altered my view, mm-hmm. like fine-tuned it, or gave me a view of something that I had never thought of before. Right. So you and I, we know how everybody's really manipulated, right. but maybe that needs to be right. like broadcast right. Farther, right. You know? <laughs> I go in the grocery store and you know, there's like the end cap aisle and I see people like grabbing stuff and I go, that's not even <laughs> on sale. <laughs> they just put it there so you think you it is. It. And they're like, what? Right. And it's so funny. And then I think, I really shouldn't be telling people right. stuff like that. Because it's like, you know, really not my business. But, you know, it's yes. that kind of thing. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that'd be very interesting. So you're moving back to Riverhead soon? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I will say, though, I... I've, I do have an appreciation for Long Island now that I've left because it's like, it's beautiful Did you here. not, but were you one of those kids who just couldn't wait to leave? I wanted to get out, but I think more just because I wanted, I well, at the time I wanted to see New York. I wanted to see like, you know, this big life. I wanted to sort of be out there and sort of, so yeah, I, I was wanting to leave. Once I did though, like now I so appreciate quietness and I so appreciate here, especially on the Forks, there's four coasts, you know, there's four chances to be near water yeah which i love you know you like you go out and like there's like all these open fields and there's you know you drive up the forks it's beautiful out here i never saw that when i lived here people pay lots of money to come to come here. to come here <laughs> and to like be around you know and to yeah. be around it and to see it and i think anytime you live somewhere or grow up somewhere you're you don't appreciate it as much as the but people sometimes there's a really good reason sometimes, sometimes there's a good it's reason like just horrible yes. you know? There are sometimes there is a good reason, you know. I mean, it's a shame that they are building so much around here, but I hope they don't take away from that sort of smaller feel. But it seems like some yeah. of they are. Because it's like, you know, here when you drive up towards Sound right. and you stop and, you know, see the buffalo. Right. You know, and then you go on, there's like all the farm fields and right. the sod farms. And it's like, when I get up there, like, right. I really feel like... <sighs> mm-hmm. you know and, and right. I'm only a couple blocks away from right. it but when you're like in the middle of a bunch of houses and right. stores and everything it's there's like a different that. physical thing right. now what about LA how, like how does that oh my feel gosh. LA is see I, I will say this I l- absolutely love California like it's like it's anything you could possibly want in terms of like the landscape and, and, and it's, I don't know it's just it's amazing I absolutely love it LA sometimes gets on my nerves, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's, it's getting more crowded. It's getting way more crowded. I mean, it's getting relatively more expensive. I've moved to a place called Studio City, which is right outside oh, yeah. of, you know, yeah. and that's really nice. It's quiet families. It's like, you know, a little bit more, um, it's more settled, but then you go right over the hill and just like people are driving crazy. In the 20 years since I've been there, it's changed a lot, but I don't ever see myself leaving California. I can't always say that I will stay in Los Angeles. My goal is to get to the point where people can, you know, hiring me no matter where I live. And then I can just move to a a nice city, you know, right outside of Los Angeles. Now, do you own or rent? I rent, right? okay. yes. Yeah. But um, I mean, but it's it gets to the point where like the rents are becoming mortgages. You know, it's like you might as well, you know. Yeah. I think a, a lot of things now, it's like there's a lot of convenience and a lot of things that are beneficial in certain ways, but then they sort of... S- you know, suck the energy out of communities and out of, um, so, you know, it's like great to be able to go to, you know, someplace and Airbnb something for a little bit cheaper. You have your own house, but that, you know, I, I don't know, there's damaging sort of things as well. So it's, there's kind of this push and pull. It's like with social media, you know, it's like, great. I can connect with people that I haven't talked to in a while and meet people. But I think, you know, because there's all this access to seeing places, someone hashtag something, and then all of a sudden a million people show up, you know, to it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like the poppies that grow in California every year. Um, at first it was this nice thing where, you know, you heard about some people would go, but now you see like just 
hordes of people going out, trampling them all, and then, you know, then just sort of leaving this sort of mess and not caring. And I feel like that's a result of, you know, social media and stuff like that. Yeah, Airbnb is one of those things, I think. Do you spend a lot of time on social media? For business, I have to, you know, but I haven't really been caring as much. It's been more of like just a, a means to an end. And everyone's arguing about stuff and fighting about this and that. And it's so much misinformation being posted. And I'm kind of like, how am I feeling at the end of the day looking at this stuff? Yeah. So. so at this point, it's really way more like a tool and a way to stay right. in touch with me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I signed up just, yeah, for, just to for... find you. <laughs> well, thank God you did because you wouldn't be here right now because exactly. I would know you were visiting your mom. Exactly. <laughs> Take a look at some of his movie trailers at glasscabinfilms.com and his impressive headshot photography at Mark, that's M-A-R-C, cartwrightheadshots.com. If you want to, you can subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast, where there's always someone or something worth listening to, because I love to share.